tell you about Inman. I've swapped complete failures at Kickstarter. Star Fox Command is the first game that you get to be Anthony Birch. The first of many fuck yous. Like a fucking Looney Tunes? stipulation was behave yourself and keep your dick in your pants and you have not followed through on that hey alex what dad alex that's changing up the format wait wait, wait what am i supposed to say again i forgot <laughs> <laughs> shit what was my line again uh well where's my teleprompter it's yes right from the top yeah, it's From the top. Yes, Fuck it, we'll do it live. Hey, Alex. Yes, Tad? Let me tell you very quietly about stealth games. So, stealth games. Motherfucking sneaking, snooting, banooting. What, what the fuck's a stealth game, Alex? What the fuck is a stealth game? Well, I thought you were going to tell me, but I'll tell him. It's a game where you sneak around and shit. Whether it's to steal something or to assassinate a target... You, it's a game that you were you're focused more on not getting caught by enemies as opposed to actually fighting them to get through levels. Right, so 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 the entire game is slowly creeping down a hallway. If someone sees you, you go, whoop, you hide in the shadows or you jump in a box. And then you avoid enemies until you kill them in one shot. What's fun about that? Well, a stealth game is kind of like a puzzle game, in a sense. Uh, stealth games have been around, I want to say, the first, like, legit stealth game was Metal Gear Solid. I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it was one of, like, the soup because first Metal Gear Solid was on NES. Well, it was also on, uh, like, I don't want to say PC, was it the fucking Commodore back then? It's, it's old. The original Metal Gear is really fucking old, so it might actually be. Or I was going to say, uh, didn't the very, like, original Prince of Persia game, you know, the shitty 2D looking one, have some stealth, sh- uh, stealth sections in it? We had to avoid the guards. Well, that was a thing, but... But it wasn't a stealth-oriented game. Yeah, the first game that was primarily focused on stealth that I know of is Metal Gear Solid. And the reason for that, and this I do know, is that they could, they, they, it was a very underpowered uh, system. So they could only have a few enemies on screen. So instead of going in there guns a-blazing, it was like, oh, well, <sighs> well, if they only have two to three enemies, let's try this instead. And then there you go. Now you sneak around, makes it more engaging, even though there's two enemies there that had... I think the reason was because they had, like, really complicated AI or something, but... Complicated for their time. Yeah, but stealth is... Uh, there's there's a lot of stealth games that I could think of. Uh, the biggest one, uh, Thief. Thief is probably the biggest one. It's a pure stealth game. Uh, you've got Hitman, which is stealth and flair. Where Hitman, you are a Hitman, and you have to take out a target, and you have, like, a million different ways to do it. Uh, Alien Isolation, Stealth and Horror. That game is spooky as fuck. Uh, the Batman Arkham Asylum series. Uh, I would say it's Stealth and Action, because there there's segments of the game that have a satisfactory Stealth, and then just good old punching. And it's actually pretty rare to have a good mix of those two, but I'll touch on that a bit later. Uh, you've got Gunpoint, Stealth and Puzzles. You've got Snake King, which is Stealth and Hamburgers. You've got Metro 2033, <laughs> which is Stealth to Avoid Spending Ammo. And Splinter Cell, which, I'll be honest, I've actually never played Splinter Cell. So I, I from what I understand, it's pretty fucking legit. And it's got the co-op only thing, The only fucking thing I actually know about Splinter Cell is the old X-Play skit, Secret Agent Bob and Secret Agent Steve. Because uh, I, I always wanted to play at co-op, but I didn't have an Xbox. Because if I had one, the flooring of my house would have caved in because it was so goddamn heavy. Uh, but stealth is... It's something that's kind of prevalent in a lot of games, either intentionally or not. Uh, Assassin's Creed started off, you know, with stealth and certain mechanics. Like, if you were in a crowd, you could put your head down and pray, so you blended in with, like, the monks and shit. You've got Bethesda open-world stealth archers. If you could call that stealth. Uh, fucking Paper Mario. I would classify Paper Mario as a stealth game because I could spin to avoid enemies and sneak past them because I didn't want to fight them. Oh, uh, I was going to say, uh, there are stealth, as, uh, stealth elements or segments in video games that aren't totally uh, 
built around stealth. The the yeah. one that came to my head immediately when you want to do this episode was uh, Wind Waker. That fortress you go to early on in the game, you had to avoid the big pig guards. Oh yeah, I completely forgot about this, that whole segment in Wind Waker. I think you had to go through it twice, right? You went through it once near the start of the game and again near the end. Yeah, but you actually were powered up to actually fight at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even Rayman 2 had a little bit of stealth in the in my favorite level, which was the, the water one with the whale where you had to sneak behind. You, you could sneak behind the barrel dudes. And uh, I'm going to open this up with a controversial opinion. Wah, 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 wah. Uh, the Thief game that came out in 2014, perfectly acceptable and I had fun with it. And it also is the only stealth game that I know of that had a boss fight, like a final boss fight, that actually worked with the mechanics instead of against it. Which again, I'll, t- I'll talk about that in a bit. But the main meat and potatoes of this episode is Sticks uh, 1 and 2. Sticks Master of Shadows and Sticks Shards of Darkness. And I want to talk about how this game is a pretty much kind of a good aggregator of a lot of stealth mechanics and games and how it really works for it. I bought this game, I bought the first one back in, uh, I want to say it was well, blah, 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 2015 or so. And the reason I bought it is that it's a stealth game where you play as a goblin. And also the hardest difficulty was called Goblin. So immediately I had to buy it. <laughs> in these games, you are a physically weak goblin. The enemies are like elves, dark elves, dwarves, humans. All Every enemy type is two times your size. Uh, I guess except the dwarves are about the same height and they all have really big fucking weapons and higher difficulties. If they find you, they'll just pick you up and stab you right in the chest and drop you and you'll die in one hit or chunk you from range for a fuckload of health. So I got a question about that. Does he have like an attack at all? The there's, there's no straight up like attack button. Yeah. Like you, but I assume you can attack with like your environment or something like drop a chandelier on some fucker's head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you there's there's a combat mechanic in both of these games. I played on the really, really I played on the hardest difficulty because I thought, you know, I it made it more fun for me because the guards were a little bit more aware. And sh- like if I was seen by guards, I had to get the fuck out because they could throw shit at me. But uh, there is a mechanic, uh, but combat is a bad option for sticks. There's like like I said, there's no press X to swing your dagger button. The only time you can use your weapon is a stealthy kill on an enemy from behind or in duels. And what dueling is, is something that's available on the lower difficulties, on, like, easy and medium. That when you get into a fight with someone... I think it's also on hard. I, just, I don't know, I play a goblin because I'm kind of a badass. Oh, you're so cool, dude. Yeah, fun fact, I uh, was recording gameplay to put over this one, but I sucked really hard at it, so I'm just not going to upload it. But uh, you could duel people... Where you would take out your dagger and like you like hop like oh like Assassin's Creed style almost where they would swing and you would just counter and then slowly like hit them yeah and even that wasn't really safe because if a second guard comes over he's just gonna go oh shit and then stab you and you die and it's also very loud so you can do combat it's a very bad idea though because you are very very weak but uh, sticks is a whole bunch of other tools. In the first game, you could find them just on areas. You could find bolts. You could find uh, glass jars. Things like that that you could use to move guards around and shit. But uh, he also has Amber. Amber, it's, it's, like it's like a magic ability. Uh, and he has something that's incredibly useful, which I really, really liked. And it's like kind of his core mechanic, is the clone ability. What that is, is you make a clone that you can control... That it can't kill enemies because it doesn't have a weapon, but it can distract guards, activate switches, catch the enemy's attention, and if they're chasing you, you make a clone, you hide in a dark corner, you send the clone out, they kill it, oh, we killed the goblin, and then it ends the alarm because they just killed you. Does this cost anything like mana or like you do it like once a mission or what? It's uh, It takes about a fourth of your amber to use. And if you kill it yourself, like if you gain control of it, like kill it, you get that amber back. So what you can do mm. is you can send it out. And if you're really low on amber, because you can uh, only refill it by drink. You know, it doesn't even refill at the end of a mission. You have to drink like a vial of amber, which are really, really rare. Or you can craft them in the second game. But you have to expend this uh, pretty precious material to do so. 
All right. I was trying to see if it was just a get out of jail free card if you just make the clone. I mean, if you if you plan it ahead of time, it pretty much is. But I'm going to go into some of the more, like I said, I'm going to go over kind of like the general mechanics and how they all work together. Uh, enemies have three stages of detection. If an enemy is starting to become aware of you, they'll have a little white bar. Yellow, they heard something or they saw a glimpse of you and they're going to check it out to see and make like, oh, was that? Oh, uh, there was something over here. What was that noise? What was that noise? Yeah, orange is where they're like, okay, I just saw some. Where the fuck did they go? And they will go over and they'll actually search the area. And if another guard comes by, they will let the guard know that, hey, I just saw something. What they'll do is they'll look over ledges or they will look at hiding spots or they'll look underneath tables. All the areas that you can hide in, they will look in there because they're actively searching for you. If it's red, that means that they know you're there. They know for a fact. Orange is, I just saw something. Let Orange me check is, this out. they're pretty sure you're there. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a few different enemies that all require different tactics. Elves and humans are normal. They can see and hear you just base you know, if you're uh, they can see and hear you i think elves could see a little bit better in darkness uh there's robies which are these little bug dudes they can't see they're blind but they have really good hearing and so what you have to do with them is you have to uh if you're you know if you're crouched you make less noise when you walk but with a roby if you're walking at full speed they can still they'll hear you and then if you keep going they're like oh there's something over here and then chase you down with the Robies, you can't just sneak past an enemy. You have to be conscious of uh, the enemy being able of to your see around, you. Of uh, your surroundings. Yeah, you have to be conscious of the enemy being able to see you, or if the Roby can hear you. Uh, there's two different types of Robies. There's the normal ones that have armor, so the only way to kill them is to jump on them. Like, you, you, you can walk up to them as long as they're not actively looking for you, and just jump on their back and then stab them in the butt a bunch. That's also very, very loud. So you're not able to do that if there's a guard right there. And then there's uh, brood robies, which you can actually kill from a distance by shooting a bolt at them. But they explode, and they send out little dudes. So you have to be very, very careful around robies. Uh, there's also dwarves. They're in the second game. Uh, and they're my favorite type of enemy, because they can see and hear you, and they can smell you. So a dwarf has a very fine sense of smell, specifically for goblins. And so if you're in a house and there's a dwarf, if you get in that house, they're going to immediately go yellow and start sniffing the air. And if you stay where you are, they're going to slowly home in on your position. Like if I go into a room and I go underneath a table, he's going to go, he's going to sniff there. I'm like, what's that smell? It smells like a filthy green skin. That smelly smell, that kind of smell that smells smelly exactly so they'll start they'll they'll change their entire guard pattern and start looking around the room for you and then slowly kind of wheedle their way to your position same with how uh did you ever play alien isolation no i never did actually the alien the xenomorph in alien isolation if you stay hidden in one spot too long it will eventually home in on you so you can't like sit there and take a breather because that fucker will find you uh, and then the other things, there's about two other other kind of normal NPC mechanics. Uh, there's ogres that are hostile to both you and enemies. And then there's then there's just normal goblins. Just normal, dumb, stupid goblins. What they could do is, there's like a fuckload of them. And when you let them out, you could just sneak in the middle of those goblins. They won't notice you. And you can also just like release them as a distraction, because they go fucking everywhere. What, do the ogres have anything special to them? Other than they're just they're hostile? They're just big ogres, and if anyone sees them, they'll try and attack them. And the ogre can also very easily kill any any type of NPC. <laughs> nice. They'll only kill so many before they take enough damage to die, but... They're basically your big, your, your big noisemaker. Yep, and if there's an ogre in front of them, you can easily sneak behind. Because the ogre's not going to chase you or give a fuck. Like, he's going to see you, and if you get near him, he's going to stomp you. But if there's a bunch of elves stabbing him, you could just run right behind those elves at full speed, because their attention is fully so focused on that dude. You've got a lot of different tools. The crossbow bolts is one of the more useful ones. You can use it to just straight up merc motherfuckers. You can use it to shoot alarm bells to drop the bell and make a lot of noise. Uh, you can use it to 
There's one other use. Uh, drop chandeliers by shooting the levers. There's acid traps. There are these very small little traps. And you have to put them in the path that a guard is taking so they can walk on it. They'll die instantly and the corpse will be destroyed. But you can, you really have to plan it because it's not big enough to just like throw down and run away because they're just going to walk around it. They have to not know it's there. Uh, there's an acid solution that you can use to dissolve corpses. Uh, there's a cocoon that you could throw to spawn a clone at a distance. And then different daggers, different outfits that, you know, have whatever abilities and shit. Now, I actually have another question. So you, you said you have all these different outfits, and different daggers that do different things. So maybe thinking if you have all these different choices, do you have a bunch of different approaches, different paths you can take to kill your target or steal whatever you want? Yes, uh, some of them. Uh, for example, one of the things that I did, uh, there's uh, there was a side quest that I found. I did it, and I got a sacrificial dagger. And what this dagger does is that uh, it's it's incredibly sharp. And it's so sharp that if you kill someone while they're on the ground, because there's kill, where you just jump on someone, and then you cut their throat, and then they drop to the ground, and they shout like, ah, goblin, and then die. Or there's a muffled kill, which you have to hold the button and it takes like three seconds for you to like hold their like hold their mouth shut while you kill them. Yeah, so I was no about one to say, away. are there silent takedowns in this game? Like another game that that features stealth but isn't stealth focused entirely, which would be Deus Ex. Yeah, yeah, Deus Ex is uh, definitely one of the bigger stealth games. It's more of like a like a stealth. So I, that, that, that's a whole different beast, though. That's a De- whole. Deus like, Ex is either an action game or a stealth game. It depends on how you want to play it. Yeah, yeah. In this one, you'll be very hard-pressed to do it combat-wise. But yeah, normal kills, muffled kills, basic, basic stealth stuff. Uh, but like some of the items, there's like... If one, of the, one of the daggers I had was if I drop on someone. So if I drop from a height, I can drop on top of an enemy and kill them. If I do that, I get a bunch of amber. But the downside is I can't parry with it because it'll break. Well, you avoid combat anyway, so that just seems like a really good-ass weapon. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, that's why I used it. <laughs> uh, then there's uh, outfits like the Alchemist one, which I used, which lets me craft items anywhere. But if I'm not crouching, I make a fuckload of noise. And what I did with that was I intentionally put it on so that I could distract Robies from a farther distance than... Because the Robies have a better sense of hearing. So if there's a guard, if there's an elf and a Roby... I would have the alchemist outfit on and just walk in a quick circle, distract the Roby, wait for him to get close, and jump and stab him in the butt. Hmm. There was uh, there was a few outfits that did things like that. Uh, there's a few major mechanics that are all that you have to take all of these into effect when you make any decision in this game or any stealth game. Exposure to light makes it easier for an enemy to see you. Being in the dark makes it harder to be seen. Uh, you have a dagger on your back that glows brightly when you're in the darkness. You can kind of see what level as it has like these weird runes on it. And then there's torches and there's lanterns. And I really like this mechanic. Uh, the torches, you can walk up to them and close them, or you can throw pocket sand at them. If you put out a torch and a guard that goes on that path routinely will notice that it's gone, move out of their path to go relight it. So if there's uh say it's a heavily guarded area, you can't find an opportunity to kill that guard to clear the way. And you don't want to, like, throw uh, a glass jar to distract him for a few seconds. So you can put out that light, wait in the back corner, wait for him to come over and relight it, and then take him out then because he walked out of the path. All right, makes sense, makes sense. And then, of course, there's lanterns, which you can't fuck with at all. So they just have areas of the, you know, areas of the map, which are just... Here's a big lantern, or here's a huge fire, and it's just always 100% illuminated. And you have so to you go just there, avoid that shit at all costs. Yeah, yeah. So, another question I actually had was, because uh, when well, you mentioned Hitman earlier, right? I keep thinking of this very, very fun playthrough I saw Giant Bomb do, where they're playing the newer Hitman game, and they were specifically doing... Uh, Paper in a hat challenge runs of the game. Example, there was this level where you were in this like uh, big mansion where a big like oil tycoon guy was uh, having a big fashion party, right? You had to get in there, kill him. But 
the giant bomb guys don't want you to just do this so easily. So they pull the head like, you have to kill him wearing the Sheikah costume and use the fire axe. So he ha- he would have to like find the one of the two fire axes of the entire level, take out the Sheik, and then take his outfit. And the Sheik is like a heavily guarded per individual. And then wear his mm-hmm. outfit and kill the target and get away scot-free. They would do fun things like that. So my question is, can you do fun little challenges like that in this kind of game? You you could do kind of self-imposed ones, but unfortunately it's not as close to Hitman as that. Because this one's more of a linear story-based one. Alright. But it does have its own unique gimmick that Hitman only does a little bit of and not as heavily. Uh, so so back to the other stealth mechanics. There's corpses. A killed enemy leaves a corpse. And... Uh, and, and keep in mind, every one of these mechanics you can manipulate to how you go through the level. Uh, the corpses, if you just straight up if you just straight up knife a dude and someone comes across it, they're gonna be like, "Oh shit, this dude was just straight up knifed." So you can hide. Uh, you can you can uh, use my favorite button prompt in any game ever, where you pick up the body and then you go to a chest and it has press Y to hide the body, <laughs> or you can dissolve them and all that shit. And. Uh, so it's a basic mechanic, and then this game adds onto it. So if a guard, so if you're hanging from a ledge, and a guard walks up, you can grab him by the foot and throw him off the edge. Or if they're peeing, you just walk up and you kick him in the back and knock him off the ledge. Someone finds that body. Oh, he just fell. Wow, what a dummy! All right, I'm just gonna continue on my way because you weren't obviously moitered. And uh, you could do this with, you know, if you drop a chandelier or anything like that. So what you can also do with bodies is do what I did. Where I took a corpse and there was a heavily, heavily guarded area. I was out of my glass bottles. So I'm like, okay, all right, how can I get their attention? Now, I could make a clone, go down there and whistle, but then that's too easy. So what I did is I went and grabbed a corpse. But that's too easy. Yep, so I went and grabbed a corpse from earlier. And I went to an overhanging ledge over them and I dropped the corpse and then it ragged all its way down into a bunch of, like, vases. And then every goddamn guard in there ran over to check out that body. But because I dro- I killed him from uh, dropping a chandelier on him, like, oh, no, it's perfectly normal. Perfectly normal dead body. <laughs> oh, all right. What was that noise? Guess it was nothing. Guess it was just a corpse. So fucking, uh, and he got hiding. He got hide in a crate, hide in a chest. Uh, from... Guards walking by, go in there. If you have a dead body, you can pick it up and hide it in a closet. If an enemy starts searching for you, if you're hiding in a closet, they'll open it up, grab you by the scruff of your neck, and throw you out. Or you could do what I did, and I felt like a fucking badass when I did this. One of the very high-costing Amber abilities is to go invisible. And I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, he's going to find me. Uh, invisible. And he opens up the closet, looks in there, like, all right, then. I guess it was nothing. Yep. So so here's the important thing about the game. This game is vertical stealth. This is the reason why I really like it. The levels are fucking massive. They are gigantic. So there's so many options to traverse the level. And the difficulty of your path is determined by how attentive and intelligently you make your way through the levels. And and they'll have they'll have secrets in areas or they'll have coins that you can pick up that'll be like, okay, well, I can go right through the uh through the you know the ventilation shaft, but then I'm gonna miss that coin that's in the middle of the dining hall. So let's let's say that there's a dining hall. Yeah, let's let's take that example. You've got three ways to enter. Number one, the doors. The doors in this game, you can peek through the lock, or you can open it where you turn a you like turn a key and then you turn it. And then one second later, it slowly creaks open and any guards that are nearby that are close enough will be distracted by it. Like, oh, what the fuck? So you can't just open the door while being chased because you have to wait for like a second and a half for it to open. Uh, Number two, you're looking around the entrance and you notice that there's a crack in the wall. So you jump up and you go in the rafters. And then number three, the Chad path of least resistance. So you look, okay, there's a there's a crack in the ceiling. All right, uh, what's this over here? And you notice that uh, the uh, there's like an overhanging ledge. So you drop down, you sidle across it, you hang down, because there's a bunch of guards on top, there's a lot of light, you can't take that way. And then you notice a plank of wood. You go down there, and oh, what's this? 
oh, it's the kitchen in the dining hall, and this is the open hole where they dump the trash. You sneak under there, you jump up, you go right in, you take the chef, you throw him down the pit, and now you're inside there. This game has that for, like, every goddamn area. There's always a way to go through. And it's super, super fun to find those. And the levels themselves are always filled with all sorts of stuff. Whether it's coins, crafting materials, or just harder paths to take. So do the coins do? Are they just, like, little collectibles for 100%? Yeah, they're collectibles that give you points that you can put towards your skills. Oh, skills, so this uh, does have level-up skills, then. Yep, there's level-up skills. And what I really like about the level-up skills... So, about halfway into the game, they introduce quartz. And so, you level up a tree, and you can also respec at any time. There's, like, there's a stealth, crafting, uh, clone, uh, killing, and then, like, movement. I think those are the five trees. And uh, at the end of each one of those trees, there's, like, a big choice that you make. And the game only gives you one piece of quartz. But there's seven different quartz options. So if you're exploring an area, and the one that I remember that I, I, would, I tried to get for like 45 minutes until I figured it out, it was, uh, there's a big piece of quartz, and it was in like a holy center where all these elves were praying. So they're all praying there. They're con- there's a constant cycle. Throwing glass, distracting guards, can only get a little bit, and then they're going to, you know, go back to the round, they go back to the rounds. So what I did is I went to the skills and I upgraded my clone to have the ability to explode into a gas cloud. So what I did was uh, I dropped a chandelier, distracted everyone, went over and took my, like, I, I scanned the area. I came out of, like, a crack this area. I'm like, okay, this is what it's set up like. Okay, all right, I got this. Dropped a chandelier on the other side of the room, brought the people over there, made a clone, had the clone explode, and then jumped out because to take the quartz, it takes, like, three seconds of you prying it off. Like you have to sit there exposed. So I made a giant gas cloud. By the time they stopped looking at the chandelier, they were like, whoa, what the hell's this? And they couldn't see me. The gas cloud was just big enough where I could jump back out of the closet, go back inside the roof, and get the fuck out of there. I had to plan it out because I, I wanted to get the bonus for not being seen. But you said, so was the smoke cloud a quartz ability, or is that just another ability you had from a coin? Oh, it was just an ability that I got from the coins and then just doing the story stuff. You get some points and then you get bonus points for beating the mission really fast, not killing anyone, not triggering any alarms or finding all the coins. Yeah, all right. That makes sense. So you said this game was a linear, more story based one. So what is the story of Sticks? Oh, it's fucking dumb as shit. This game is the perfect level of not cool. As I So whenever you die... Uh, sticks will come out of the shadows to berate you for being stupid or make some dumb pop culture reference in the, it is right on that razor's edge between like, cool, like not cool and cool. You know what I'm talking about, Alex? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Or it's, it's lame, but you can be like, Hey, that's lame. That's funny. You got me. So, uh, I want to tell you a little, I want to tell you kind of a story about how I used the smoke and went through this really hard area. One of the later areas, I had to plant three bombs in a heavily guarded area, and I had a glitch where I wasn't able to save after halfway into the mission. Because what you can do is you can save, and then try your thing, and then load it and save, do it again and again and again. And uh, due to the nature that I play the game, I needed to get all the coins, not be seen, and kill no one for all the bonus medals. So I had to play really, really smart and plan things out, because I had no, I had no, like, I couldn't fuck up anymore. So, uh, then I remember this exact moment as it happened. I took a turn too sharply and a weaponless peasant saw me. And he's like, a goblin, help, help. So he started running away. And I turned to hit him with a poison dart to make him sick. So that I could figure out what to do. Because I didn't want him to trigger an alarm. So I missed and I hit the guy next to him. Nice. Uh, the guy next to him started running around. And then their models clipped into each other, so they just kept running in a straight line. Because he, like, went and hid in the corner and was getting ready to run and pull the alarm. But the other dude, like, got triggered, and then they just, like, ran into each other inside their models. This game's kind of janky. It's that so charming So what you're saying is, uh, all according to my plan. Yeah, exactly. 
So uh, I'm like, okay, sweet. I got to, you know, he didn't sound the alarm. I'm good. But they're still shouting. And so that alerted about seven different guards. Because I see the lights show up like orange on my screen. I'm like, oh, fuck, shit, shit. Uh, uh. So I went and I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to jump underneath these stairs and go around to the other side. And so I see the guards. I could see because you're a goblin. You can hide under the tables. You can hide under, you know, sewer grates, stuff like that. And, you know, if they're searching for me, they're going to get down and, like, look in there. But there's still guards there. So I'm like, I'm not going to leave this area. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be swarmed. So I head out the other exit. And I get out. I'm like, okay, whew, deeper into the tunnel. I'm good. Then I look to my left and I see the ogre that I released about four minutes ago and completely forgot about. And I saw two more guards coming through. So I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, uh, uh. And I took a cocoon egg and threw it on the other side of the ogre as he was coming to me. And I had a power to let me resurrect where that egg, where the, uh, my clone was. So I did that. The ogre got close enough to get in, like, the, he detected the elves, started going up the stairs and fighting them. So I was able to fucking swoosh past the ogre and do all this shit. So I could finally get out of there. I didn't, and the ogre killed them, but I didn't. So I kept the stuff. So this whole thing was like a five minute, like, fucking my heart was going crazy i'm like shit 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 because i was two coins away from finishing it getting gold and everything i was feeling myself i was feeling a god like as i managed to get away from all this shit and keep all of my medals it was fucking awesome i loved it and, and anyway then i uh then i took a turn too sharp and walked into a guard who skewered me immediately so i had to do it again anyway uh well i was gonna say that satisfaction is what makes stealth games so great, or even just stealth segments. Because I actually have a very similar little thing, not nearly as long and cool, but, uh... So, Ted, you ever played Team Fortress 2? Never heard of it. Well, it's a pretty obscure game, and, uh... I hate the map 2 Fort a lot. I think everyone does. So when I ever play 2 Fort, for whatever reason, I don't actually play 2 Fort. What I do is I get Cloak and Dagger Spy... And I sneak through the enemy base and give myself one point for every sniper I backstab. And another point if I actually make it out alive. So what I have to do is I have to crouch walk to, you know, get more effective meter usage. All the way through the base, not bump into anybody because it's two fort. People are just everywhere all the time. And I have to get those goddamn snipers. If I do it all undetected, I get a bonus point. Yeah. I mean, the, the stealth in Team Fortress, the, the spy is just, he, he's a fucking stealth character in a first-person shooter. It's great. Yeah, but, like, imagine imagine playing a stealth game where the enemy AI just feels like turning around for no reason. <laughs> I, the spy has had a hard life in Team Fortress 2. You could do absolutely everything correctly as a spy, but I just decide to turn around for no reason, and you're fucked. They even added a new mechanic, uh... Somewhat recently, where when you spawn, you'll see outlines of your team. And if I see Juan Hernandez 2008, the scout, sitting in a corner not doing anything, I'm going to home in there and holiday punch that spy to death. He did nothing wrong. I just happened to respawn and look at my screen. Wait, spies show up for that? Yep. Good job, Wow, that's shit. The, the thing that makes that makes these games stand out is... You, you have to have variety in a stealth game where things just kind of get boring. Uh, and sticks some levels where outside during the daytime, if it was during the daytime, your hiding spots are drastically reduced. Even in a house, there's sunlight coming in, so the only safe place would be, like, in a closet or under a table. You know, you, you can't hide... How short are these fucking tables? When I walk into my house, I can see under my goddamn table... Everyone in this game is very tall compared to you. I think they just have really tiny tables. Okay, but do they have, like, tables that have, like, tablecloths over them, or are they just raw tables? Nope, just basic-ass raw tables. This game's a little bit janky. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, and sometimes variety doesn't work very well in stealth games, and this is where the divide between a good stealth game and a bad stealth game comes in. So Sticks... So the first game, the final boss, and the t- and every boss in both of these games really fucking sucks. Because they suffer from the number one thing, which is being a boss in a fucking stealth game. So the, 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 fir- the final boss fight in the first game is you are fighting the final boss. You just sneak up to him while he's just like throwing 
projectiles at you. And then you do the dual thing, which if you're a godlike goblin player like me, you never practice once in your entire fucking life. So you just get shredded about 28 times because you don't know what to do because there's no tutorial. And fucking in the second game, there was two boss fights. And the first one. So the first one was really disappointing to me because it's like, oh, there's this giant enemy that is shooting a bunch of shit at me. And the game put me behind a whole bunch of rocks and cover. Okay, sweet. I have to, like, lose it in between all these rocks and use this cover. Nope, it just automatically, one harvest of time, has you tracked. So I'm like, oh, okay, I gotta use my clones. That's right. I gotta use the clone. Nope. If I switch my clone, they immediately switch that one, kill it, and then it goes back to me. So it was just waiting behind a rock. Okay, they're done attacking. Let me jump. Oh, I took uh, half my health and damage because I couldn't avoid it. Let me take a quickie sippy. All right, and then we'll just break the... It was it was the shittiest. The final boss is the exact same. Stop goddamn doing bosses in stealth games. It doesn't work. Unless... Unless you're the new Thief game. But uh, Deus Ex also had this problem, too, now that I think about it. Yeah, but they did, they did fix it with the uh, Super Duper Mega Turbo Edition HD remix. Yeah, they added, like... Um, I want to say it was... Uh, you could, like, activate turrets and shit. By, like, sneaking through the vents and going to an area or something? See, the thing is, is that I don't actually know how you can stealth past the bosses in the, in the remake, or the reimagining, the Super HD Turbo remakes, because I played the original and that was it. Oh, by the way, actually, I have a little Deus Ex story, because you just reminded me. So, you played uh, the first Deus Ex, oh, you know, the new Deus Ex with Adam Jensen, the first one, not... not uh, Mankind Divided. It was Human Revolution. That's yeah, it. Yeah, Adam, JC, The Rock, Johnson, Denton, because we couldn't remember his goddamn name. Jensen, yeah, yeah. So, so you played that one, right? Mm-hmm. So, remember the one boss, uh, what is it, the third one? It's the guy, you fight him in that room full of, like, flexing muscle statues? Yeah, yeah. I know that guy. So, so the game offers you a choice, like, I don't know, 60% of the way into it. Uh, I guess 60% of the main story into it, where it's like, hey, all these augmented people got to get this chip implanted into their head. You know that that's obviously a bad idea, but I wanted to see what would happen anyway, so I took the chip. And uh, during the fight, the evil lady's like, yeah, you took the chip, didn't you? Well, check this out. Pushes the button, your vision goes all, like, staticky, right? So the boss fight then begins, and I had the... In my GameStop copy that I didn't pre-order, the pre-order code was left inside, so I had a grenade launcher since the start of the game. <laughs> so immediately my vision goes blurry. It's like, have fun, Jensen. I'm just, oh, shit! Ah! And I just start firing the grenade launcher forward. Like, the guy didn't even pick up his gun. He just did the animation where he steps down, like, reaches down, and then the, the, that froze for a second, and then loaded the FMV of him, like, dying by falling through the glass. <laughs> didn't stand a chance and that's how you you just out stealth the fuck out of him i had skilled him so hard <laughs> but the thief so the thief game a lot of people did not like it i only played a little bit of the original thief games so i i'm sure they did some really dumb shit but it has the only fun the only boss in a stealth game that i really liked uh so the final boss is it would teleport around the room and explode in this bright light. And you had a bunch of things that you could hide behind. And if you were in the light, it hurt a massive amount. So this character, and you had to go to these four corners of the room to activate these pillars and shit. So what you would do is that this this thing would see, it would just teleport and then slowly bright, like just really, really bright, whomp, pop. And depending on what you had to keep track of where it was and stay in the shadows. So I would see a rock, right? And I think, oh, if I get behind the rock, I'm good. And then they teleport behind me. I have to look at where they are, look at all of the different uh, things that I have in front of me and decide, like, okay, I've got to hide here because it, it, was, it was teleporting a lot very fast. So I had to constantly readjust and reevaluate and think, okay, if I hide behind this pillar, I'm safe. But that doesn't get me any closer to my goal. So you have to do that, do that, and keep doing that and keep readjusting and actually stealthing your way through by playing and using the shadows. And it was, it actually worked with the stealth mechanics instead of trying to throw them out the window to do something else. Now, 
Sticks, there's two different kind of stealth archetypes that I've seen. There's the weak and frail small dude, where you use your guile and your really sharp dagger and playing smart to beat enemies. And then there's fucking Batman. Where it's just an option, but you don't need it. Well, no, you do need to use stealth in Batman. But in Sticks, I felt like something hiding in the shadows to try and get around things or quickly go ha 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 and stab him in the butt. In Batman, I felt like a fucking panther. I felt like a predator in the jungle. In Sticks, I'm afraid of my enemies. In the Batman games, they're afraid of you. So in Batman, he you uh you hide in areas just because enemies have guns. And so you'll head around the area, grab the dude, take him out, you know, bam, break his head. You know, not kill him, just, you know, shatter his skull and, you know, snap his neck. Not kill. The entire time you're there, you're just slowly picking these dudes off and you don't feel weak. You feel like you're just taking your time and striking, like, at important bits. You feel smart. And then, like, as you whittle them down, the guards, like... You can turn on detective mode and you'll see like their heartbeat like and it feels really cool. Well, I can think of an example of a stealth game where you're weak and have to run away from where you have to run from the Panthers. That's uh that one PS2 game Haunting Ground. Now, what's this game? I don't think I've ever heard of it. It's uh it's it's based off the Clock Tower games, which are hey, those are stealth horror games that we should have mentioned earlier now that I think about it. Well, I mean, most horror games are kind of like that. Not entirely. In Silent Hill, you have a gun or some kind of weapon to fight back. It kind of varies between Silent Hill and when I, when I think about it. But anyway, this game in particular is about uh, you're being chased by different people per part of the level. You're being the very, the very first one is what I just want to talk about is this. Uh, so you're in this uh, spooky haunted mansion. You're this, you're this little teenage girl and you have like a dog. And the very first guy who's chasing you, the first like the first panther is uh, this big, uh, retarded-looking Goonies guy named Debilitas. So, like, he is chasing after you and just, like, laughing and stuff, but he's kind of easy to fool. And what I like is you can kind of play with the environment to trick him. And you have a room that you can, like, stay in, but it's not actually safe. You have a little TV in there. You can turn on the TV, and it's just static. If you turn on the TV at the start of the game and then run into him and do his intro and then run back to the uh, your room to hide, if, if the TV's on, he'll look at it and go, like, uh... Walk over, turn it off, look to the left and look right. He'll forget what he did, what he was doing in here, and then just leave. You can mess with him. This game's all about that kind of stuff. And the uh, there's actually one more uh, example I should probably bring up from this game that's really cool. is uh, The second uh, chick who's chasing after you named, like, Deanna Dialia or something, is this crazy maid with, like, a big shirt of glasses chasing after you. And she fucks with you is she will go into, like, the closets and under the tables and shit and the hiding spots and pop out and try to get you. So places that you originally thought were safe are now filled with her in it. That's pretty cool, actually. But yeah, the, the third type of stealth game is something like Dishonored, where Dishonored or Deus Ex, where it's a good balance between stealth and combat, where, like, you're you're really not... You could technically bounce between the two, but usually you're going to go one or the other. And in Dishonored, you've got that feeling where you don't feel particularly weak against the enemies. It's just more efficient to be stealthy, and the game really kind of promotes it over the other options. Uh, And uh, another good example... uh, well, Well, Dishonored's a really fucking good example of giving someone a bunch of tools and then just letting them go in the level. There's a dude on YouTube. His name is Stealth BR Gamer or Stealth Gamer BR. Fuck, I forget. But he does these videos of him playing Dishonored where he'll like stop time, cut a dude's heads off, shoot two arrows in the air, grab his head, unfreeze time, throw it at a guy be like, oh, ugh, you know, and then the guy gets hit by two arrows and then like he does a backflip. He, he just does this all all this fucking crazy dumb shit just because they gave him all these tools and said, all right, eh, here you go. Uh, Metro's use of stealth. I out of all the out of all the stealth games I've played, Metro twenty thirty three has my favorite type of stealth. So uh, a bad stealth game, a game that just has stealth attached, would be like Oblivion or Skyrim, where, where you just crouch and you're just invisible now. Yeah, you just crouch and then you hit someone with an arrow, and then they go, "Huh? Must have been the wind." 
and you just do that. You know, that's 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 as deep as the stealth mechanics go. Are you in the light? Okay, then you're seen. If you're not in the light, then you're not seen. Fucking how Metro did it. So Metro 2033, uh, the entire world is in this uh, in the Metro, the, the Metro system with the subway trains in Russia. There's a big nuclear war. Everything, all the shit's fucked. And so Metro bullets are currency. So you want to use as few nice bullets as possible. Which, by the way, I love that setting. That's such a cool idea. Yeah. And so when when you're up against a lot of human enemies, it's much more efficient to just go ping with one shot using a real bullet to take them out. But if you want to save that, you have to play more stealth-like. And so there's only a few segments in which there are a lot of human enemies that you're that you're encouraged to stealth past. The option's always there, and it's usually pretty good to either distract them so you can go past without spending any money or anything like that. But there's one specific area. It's relatively early into the game. What happens is if they see you, they go on alarm, and they do not get off of it, which makes sense because they just saw a dude. They saw you. They're going to stay on high alert. The problem that they have is that if you're detected at all, or you like, if you fucking crinkle some cans, they immediately yeah, know where you are. Yeah, I was about to are. say. Yeah. So I have a little story, if I may interrupt. When I was playing Metro 2033, the first one, I didn't play the sequel. Uh, I remember I was sneaking into, I think it was the Nazi fort in the subways. And I was just, I was alone. I like at the start of the level, and I'm at a wall, and I was thinking to myself, is there a difference between left and right click with the knife? Eh, let's find out now that in a, in a safe location. So I chip the wall. It makes a tink sound, and the alarms start blaring. And you hear the guards, like, shouting in German. And I'm like, okay, this game fucking sucks. Like, come the fuck on. Like, I- come on, man, fuck you. Anyway, it's the, it's the opposite of what was that noise? It's just at you. What was that noise? Scrabble, Scrabble. Where is he? Where is that little fuck? Man, your stations, man, your stations. Red alert. Take cover. It they just go immediately. Yeah, and I really like that they don't go off guard because if 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 your if your job is to fucking be here and guard this area, you're not going to be. Like, oh well, uh, that was probably. I guess nothing. it was nothing. The way that I would do it, so there's a worried gauge. Because if you just have it instantly, you know, binary, that can be kind of unfun. So what I would do is if uh, if you do trigger an alarm, like uh, a very inconspicuous alarm, if you step on a fucking bear trap and go like, ah, fuck, like they're going to know you're there and they're going to go on maximum alert. Then after some time, they'll stop scrambling but they will keep extra people at the exits, like the common exits, like the doors. So you still have the option of like going through the vent or something like that. You know, it's something it's going to be a little bit harder to get to. But they're not going to stop being on guard because they just saw you. Or you just or you were just alerted. But if it's something like uh, they, uh, you know, you chink the wall, but it's it was actually close enough for a guard to hear. He goes over and checks it out. Doesn't see anything. Reasonable doubt. Probably nothing. You know, if one of the cans crinkle, but you, they don't see anything, reasonable doubt, but add another tick to that worried gauge. So if that happens four fucking times or something, like, okay, this isn't a coincidence. Everyone, get get your shit ready. I'm pretty sure there's someone here. Let's search. Guard the exits. Let's do this. And then they'll go through and go on alert to search for you because it's just way too much of a coincidence. I mean, the way the, the way that I would do it, like, I... I would do it like a cyberpunk theme, you know, where like you got RoboCops and you could like fucking reset their, po- reset their worry gauge and shit. Well, Deus Ex is less RoboCops and more. Well, I, I guess the the original Deus Ex is kind of like the era it would be in where you have like fucking Detroit RoboCop shit because Mankind Divided and Human Revolution was actually uh, a prequel, even though it looked more futuristic. But that's just art styles. That's just because they had better technology to make everything look all cool and orange. Yeah, yeah, all orange and gold. See, I know it's not true, but someone pointed out the world looks orange because you're looking through his sunglasses. I think that I thought that was really cool up until you remembered the intro of the game where he's looking out the city without his sunglasses on and everything's orange anyway. 
They actually had a filter on it that they removed in the remake. You can you can have the option on or off because it was it was just straight up a filter that they put on the game to make everything a little bit more orange. I mean, it worked. It made the game stand out. I remembered it. I'm complaining about it. So it was it ended up fucking sticking with me, didn't it? <laughs> but yeah, so long story short, uh, stealth games. I enjoy playing them because it is putting a player into a room, giving them a set of tools and saying, fix this puzzle. Look at this room, put it together. What is the best way to go through here? Should I drop down and kill this guard? Pick up his body, hide it, not even bother hiding it, just run through the area. You know, it 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 makes you feel smart when you and it feels really cool. When you get past an area, you're like, hell yeah, I got all these collectibles. No one saw me. I didn't have to kill anyone. Fuck yeah, I am the greatest. VGVS. I'm the greatest. Please. Fucking tribes. When is there going to be a stealth tribes game where you just stealth at maximum speed? You 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 have a shitty cardboard cutout of the sky as you rocket into the air at maximum velocity. <laughs> They'll never you see have like, it a, like a cartoony cloud with uh, drawn in with crayon. All right. So, is there anything that you want to add to the uh, to the stealth discussion? Because there is a lot more that I want to talk about with stealth games, but I, this was already fifty three minutes. So I'm, I'm just going to cut it here. I might get back to it about some other series and some other mechanics in the ways. A sweet part two. Yeah, the ways that. So I, I, like, I'll, I'll take a fucking screenshot of a hallway and break down exactly how all these mechanics work. But uh, well, I'll, I'll probably do something like that. But uh, is there anything else that you want to say, Alex? I'm pretty good to go. I told my stories about Deus Ex. I talked about Haunting Ground, and uh, I don't play nearly as many like stealth kind of games as you do. So all I really have are just little things that I did in uh, games that either featured stealth a little bit or like the two stealth games that I actually did play. So yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and we'll do the plugs there. Uh, Twitter at Let Me Tell You PD. Uh, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, all that on the website, lmtya.com. Uh, there's a Discord, there's a Patreon, there's... Uh, I want to say that's everything. Yeah, this is a... Eh, I like stealth games. It's not a extremely popular genre, and I get it, but also, like, they're super fun. And uh, remember, Alex, I would silently kill someone and hide their body in an E-crate for a cyberpunk stealth game. You're dumb. <laughs>